Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We invite you to visit us at crossgate.org. It is our hope that you will hear from God and draw closer to Him through this service. So before we get into our time this morning, I want to give you a preview of coming attractions. Next Sunday, we're going to kick off a brand new teaching series called Word Wars. All right? Word Wars. You know, words matter. Jesus Christ said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And King Solomon said in the book of Proverbs that life and death, the power of life and death, are in the tongue. And so as we get into that teaching series next week, be prepared to be encouraged and to be challenged uh, to oversee what comes out of your mouth. And ultimately that God would bring us to a place of loving Him and loving people better with our words as we get into that series called Word Wars. Now, my family and I, we did get back from the beach just yesterday. Uh, We were at the beach this past week down in Florida. It's sad that you have to go to Florida to beat the Arkansas heat. Isn't that true? But literally, we were probably 10 to 12 degrees cooler every day down in Florida, the Sunshine State, than y'all were here. And of course, we did all the same things at the beach that y'all do at the beach as well. We got too much sun, ate too much food, and definitely didn't have enough time. But that said, I want to tell you, church, as much as I enjoyed being at the beach, every single day that we were there, God was bringing to mind the message that I would share with you this morning. And we're going to talk together about one of the things that's the most important things that we do as a church. In many ways, it is the most important thing, and that is to pursue what's called the Great Commission. You know, it's one of those things where even if we don't do anything else well, we got to get this right. It kind of reminds me of a story. Uh, I'm going to put a guy up on the screen who gets no love around here, I know. (laughs) Some of y'all remember the old ball coach. Uh, That's Again, that's for you, Jeff, back there on the tech deck. I know how much you love Steve Spurrier. You know, Steve Spurrier played um, Florida football, the Gators, back in the 60s, won the Heisman Trophy. And then in the early 90s, he came back to Gainesville to be the head coach of the, the University of Florida. And at one of his first press conferences, I'll never forget what he said. He said, you know what? If we don't do anything else this upcoming year, we've got to beat, and then he named a particular team. He said, we got to beat Georgia. Now, that may not mean anything to y'all in the SEC West, but in the SEC East, that's a big game. And in other words, Steve Spur, the old Gator, was basically saying, you know what, as a, as a football team, the University of Florida's got some things that we absolutely have to get right, even if we don't win every single other game, okay? And it will be kind of like Sam Pittman, right? Everybody knows who Sam Pittman is. It'd be like Sam Pittman saying, if we only win one game this year, we got to beat LSU. And then all the Razorbacks said, amen, right? Okay, there you go. Now that's a little more in the wavelength of Arkansas. The fact is that every organization, regardless of whether it's a church, a business, a school, whatever, every organization has some things that they have to get right, right? You might have some wiggle room in some other areas, but when it comes to these fundamentals, you have to get these right. You have to win in these areas. And when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, Here's one thing we have to get right, and that's missions, both locally and globally, because Jesus has commanded us to pursue what he called and what we have traditionally known as the Great Commission. Let me give you some scripture. First of all, very familiar to, I'm certain, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus said this, 
Uh, Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's kind of an excerpt from the last speech. It was like his farewell speech that Jesus gave to his disciples before he ascended back to heaven. Acts chapter 1 also contains a portion of that same speech, verses 6 through 8. So when the disciples had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You know, Pastor Robbie Gallaty has often said that his final words become our first work. And when it comes to things that we absolutely have to get right as a church, Acts chapter 1 and Matthew 28 are right up there with the most important things. Now, at Crossgate, we've got about three guiding principles that we, that we brought to the congregation three years ago, and those have remained our guiding principles uh, for the last three years. You hear them every Sunday, repeatedly every Sunday, throughout the week on social media, on Wednesday nights, you hear these things repeatedly. First and foremost is our purpose. Purpose of our church, I hope you haven't memorized by now, but if not, I'll give you a digital cheat sheet. The purpose of Crossgate Church, and let's say it together, to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. That's it. Simple, repeatable, pursuable, laser-focused, springing right out of the Great Commission. We also have seven priorities at Crossgate Church, and, and these are our priorities because they are and still are Jesus's priorities. And those priorities, again, are glory, truth, love, prayer, community, generosity, and reach. Now notice, there's a common denominator between these. We make more disciples. We reach people who don't know Jesus and lead them to Jesus. And of course, we define our reach priority as this. God has called us to lead others to love and follow Jesus with a reach that extends from Garland County to the ends of the earth. By the way, uh, those of y'all who have been around Crossgate for a while are familiar with our purpose and priorities graphic. Uh, this is a, a hard card. We also have it on our website and other materials, Membership Matters, and, and, and down on the line. Uh, this is basically, at a glance, what our church is all about. It's got our purpose statement on it. It's got a paragraph for each of our seven priorities explaining exactly what we mean. I keep a hard copy of this in my Bible. Even as the lead pastor, I need to pull this thing out from time to time and, and remind myself exactly what it is that we are all about. If you don't have a hard copy of this, we have some out in the mall area, Next Steps. I would encourage you to get one and to, and to familiarize or refamiliarize yourself with what we're all about at Crossgate Church. And then, of course, we also have what we call our definition of a disciple. You know, only about 3% of all churches in America have taken the time to define in clear terms exactly what they mean uh, when they talk about a disciple. You know, every church talks about discipleship and making disciples and go and make disciples and all of that. But how many churches have actually defined what that means? Well, we have. And of course, again, I would love to think that many of you have this memorized, but again, I'll give you a digital cheat sheet. At Crossgate Church, we believe that a disciple is a growing follower of Jesus who lives and loves like Jesus and, watch this, leads others 
to follow him. There is that missional, that missional emphasis that we have at Crossgate Church. Now, when you think about the way we carry these things out, we make more and better disciples, the priority of reach, our definition of a disciple, and so forth. There's a broad array of things taking place at Crossgate Church, some of which you may be familiar with, some of which may be news to you that's taking place both locally and globally with our neighbors and the nations. I mean, just think about what's taking place locally. As many of you know, this past January, we launched our disaster relief ministry in partnership with the Arkansas Baptist Convention's disaster relief ministry. This has been a fantastic wing of our missional endeavors at Crossgate Church. We've got our team formed. I think we have about 25 or 30 people total, most of whom have been to the training that they've offered throughout the year. Uh, we've already deployed to cover the, uh, the, the uh, tornado damage in West Little Rock several months ago, as well as some other things. We stand prepared to launch a team down to the Gulf Coast or to Florida or wherever should a hurricane hit uh, later this year. I mean, we have our own trailer in the back, stocked and equipped, ready to go, has already been used. Disaster Relief is a great, great ministry at Crossgate. We also, as many of you know, run a food pantry right here at our church every other Thursday for needy families. They have all kinds of food downstairs, and all they have to do is drive up. Our wonderful team of volunteers meets them, assesses their need, gives them some food, shares the gospel with them, prays with them, encourages them. That's our food pantry that happens every other Thursday. We also do, once a quarter, our Feeding the Homeless and Feeding the Needy ministry downtown. Uh, we have some volunteers who come to our kitchen and prepare upwards of 100 meals every Saturday when they do this, and then they take them down to the transportation depot downtown, and the needy and homeless community can come, grab a meal. We pray with them, share the gospel with them, encourage them, let them know that they are loved and not forgotten. Those are some of the things that take place. We also, of course, partner with The Call, Arkansas's uh, uh, ministry, gospel-centered ministry to foster and adoptive families ministering to them through the call in our Embrace 127 ministry that we have here. Uh, Y'all gave a very generous donation last year, as many of you will remember, to help them finish out their ministry center right downtown Hot Springs. And last year, we partnered with them to host Breakfast with Santa, one of their major fundraising events of the year, and we'll be doing that again this December. They love coming here. We love hosting them and loving on our community through that. As many of you know, we adopt families every Christmas from Cutter School right down the road, needy families who might not otherwise be able to enjoy a Christmas and, and have their kids with some presents and so forth. And some of you life groups out there have absolutely crushed it when it comes to adopting families from Cutter School. We do Cinderella's Closet once a year. Downstairs, we have a, we have a, a group of ladies, just absolutely compassionate and loving group of ladies who have collected donated prom dresses in good condition and other items necessary. And then needy families can come, and if there's a, a teenage young lady who, who would love to go to the prom in the springtime but doesn't have the wherewithal to, to get outfitted for that, well, we do that free of charge. And we've had a number of young ladies come through, and everyone that comes through, usually with their mother or some other family member, uh, our group of ladies prays with them, shares the gospel with them, ministers again, just loving our community well. Blood drive. Pastor Rob just mentioned the blood drive earlier in the welcome time. We're doing that next uh, Sunday. We do that quarterly in, in partnership with the Arkansas Blood Institute. I will tell you, it is a tremendous way to love our community well. And I'm just going to be straight up with you. Nobody dislikes needles more than this guy, okay? I am not a fan of getting stuck in the arm with a needle. 
but I make it a point to be out there every quarter donating because I want to do what I can to love our community well and, quite honestly, to witness to the blood workers that come and to, to draw the blood. So great opportunity there. Many of you know we have a missionary family uh, right here in Arkansas that launched out of our church, Mike and Allison Fenley, who are ministering through uh, Family Life Ministry, tremendous couple, and we are partnering with them to do ministry to families and other folks across Arkansas, and really they have a, a national uh, ministry as well. And then I do not want to forget that our partnership with the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, the denomination with which we partner for local and global missions. There's a lot of great missions going on to the North American Mission Board, and we partner with them financially to support that missionary network and taking the gospel and multiplying it across our country. That's just local. I mean, that's just local. Now, how about global? Of course, our Amazon team. We, we've uh, partnered with Amazon Outreach for the last four to five years now, sending a team down to the Amazon River every uh, summer. Uh, we had a great opportunity, and the team came back a few weeks ago. You're going to hear more about that later in our time together. In addition to that, as many of you know, we have two missionary families that have launched directly out of Crossgate Church, Tracy and Shauna Ship and Mom Gwen, as well as Clint and Crystal Rickett and their son Ryan. The Ricketts are in the Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu, and uh, the, the ships are in Bangkok, Thailand. Again, ministering and taking the gospel to some difficult places to reach that most of us would not be able to go to. We, we support them. We partner them in, with them in so many different ways. More about that in a few minutes. And then, of course, again, our partnership with the Southern Baptist Convention through the International Mission Board. I was down in New Orleans uh, uh, in June at the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting where I saw upwards of 75 new international missionaries commissioned and sent all across the world. And it's a joy to partner with the Southern Baptist Convention in sending those missionaries. Now, let me say this, friends. This is something you need to understand. We as a church are heavily invested in missions, again, both locally and globally. Uh, if you don't know, you need to know that 10% of every dollar that's given to Crossgate Church through tithes and offerings, which Pastor Rob mentioned uh, earlier in the service, uh, people have uh, multiple ways of, of giving and, and, and returning back to the Lord a portion of what He's given to you. 10% of all of that goes toward all these missionary endeavors and more that I've just mentioned. I mean, understand that you have a vital interest and a vested interest in missions at Crossgate Church, 10%. What that means is that when giving is strong, there's more money for missions. When giving is not as strong, there's not as much money for missions. So I want to in encourage you, I want to challenge you to remain faithful week in and week out month in and month out, returning back to God a portion of what He's given to you because our missionary endeavors depend on your giving and your faithfulness. But here's something else. The other thing I would tell you is that it's not just dollars that makes missions work, it's people, right? And I will tell you, and talking with other pastors, in many churches they run into the same challenge. Pastors will say this, my people are willing to throw their money at missions, but they're not necessarily willing to throw themselves at missions, right? In other words, people are willing to, to, to help support other people go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll support someone going to the Amazon, or I'll support someone going downtown, but they're not necessarily willing to put themselves into that equation, right? So I want to challenge you. 
as we talk this morning, we're going to talk about some opportunities for you to be involved in missions both locally and globally. And let your heart be sensitive this morning. God may very well be speaking to you about your next step and how he wants you to step into one of these missionary endeavors that we have taking place at Crossgate Church. Now, Byron Lee and our creative team have put together a tremendous video with some testimonies of some of the missionary things that have been taking place just in the last few months through our church. And so what I want you to do right now is just direct your attention to the screens, and let's hear a little more about what God is doing in and through our missionaries, and that's you and that's me at Crossgate Church. Hi, I'm Nancy Garrett, I'm a member here at Crossgate, and this was my first year to be able to go um, to the Amazon River for the mission trip. Um, I was really looking forward to it and just um, excited to see um, what God was um, going to be doing on the river um, during those days that we were there. Um, it's so hard to put into words um, what God did. There was so much, but the one thing that I keep coming back to and God keeps reminding me of is um, the full circle that there were so many full circle things of lives being changed. A few of the big things, full circle things that God showed us, um, a woman that we're able to make a home visit with in the morning um, and, and meet her. Fast forward, comes to the clinic to see Dr. Um, Glason. Dr. Glason shares Christ with her and she um, admits that she had been contemplating suicide that morning. Um, she accepts Christ as her savior. Um, and then goes to women's ministry and is loved on again in that area. Um, Dr. Glacian shares that night about a woman who um, had been contemplating suicide but received Christ as her Savior, which showed us that Jesse had met her that morning and um, she had encouraged her to come, wanting her to come. Jesse was able to introduce her to another woman that was a home visit that morning who loves Jesus, is on fire for Jesus, and wants to share Jesus. So she was able to connect them together to start discipleship process as well. So next year is an opportunity for whoever God is calling to go back to the Amazon. Um, I know God willing, I plan on being there. And um, we would love for you to join us to see um, the continuation of what God has in discipling these people and bringing the word to um, the people on the Amazon River. Thank you. My name is Jesse Johnson, and the reason why I went to the Amazon is because we were raising money for the freshwater wells for the people in the Amazon, and I just had such a burden on my heart about the people in the Amazon and the fact that they didn't have fresh water. And so we did, as a family, we gave money to that, um, and God just kept working on my heart, um, was that all there was that I had to give, and um, it just kind of kept nagging at me. And as a teacher, I do have the summers off, so I did have that week off, but that's a very cherished uh, time for me. And God just kept putting it before me. And so um, as Pastor Bill was asking, what is your next step? It was a, a sermon on obedience. And I knew that my next step was to go to the Amazon. And so I did, I practically ran out of the church uh, to sign up after that. Um, and that was my first trip to the Amazon. And uh, the second time around, uh, after experiencing just the sweetness and the warmness of the people and just their hunger for the Word and wanting to know more about Jesus, it just made me want to go back again the second time. Hi, my name is Tanya Tedder and um, my family has served with the Homeless Ministry for about three years now. 
Uh, my daughter Michaela had worked with Vivian Nicholson um, with the Another Service Project and um, about three years ago and she shared with us about the homeless ministry at that time. Uh, we were excited about a ministry that we could serve together as a family. This ministry has allowed us to serve a need in our local community and to meet those needs of the citizens in downtown Hot Springs that might be homeless. Um, they can come downtown, get a meal with no questions asked. We don't take names or any other information that would help qualify them for that. Um, they're able to just freely come get a meal. We love on them, are able to talk with them and um, just help meet that need. Even if they're not homeless, um, we are able to still love on them and um, they don't have to choose between buying their medicine or paying their rent. Um, if they can't afford food at that time, they're able to come down and get a meal and we can help serve them in that capacity. I'm Steve Kelly and I'm uh, part of the disaster relief team here at Crossgate Church. What got me involved in it is I used to, my dad's always been involved at his church with disaster relief and I would go and work with his, his church. And so I'm glad that Crossgate Church has got our own disaster relief team now. Being part of the disaster relief team is a response to Jesus telling us to love our neighbor. I'm Julie Kelly. I'm part of the disaster relief team here at Crossgate. And God has done some amazing things. That um, During the Little Rock tornado, afterwards we were called out almost immediately by Brian. Um, and we just were able to come in and deliver hope to those who are hurting physically and those who are hurting mentally and spiritually. The most, I think the most overwhelming thing that I have seen in disaster relief is the yellow hats that we wear. You um, look down a neighborhood that's just been devastated by a tornado and you see these little spots of hope that you dotted out throughout and you know that each person there is representing Christ and bringing Christ's love to that person who is hurting. And it's so relevant and it gives me it gives me chills talking about it because I love being I love being a part of a mission that is just so dynamic and so powerful. Hello, my name is Ronnie Collum. I am a volunteer at the Crossgate Food Pantry. I became involved with that one day. Uh, Mark Reynolds, the uh, director, asked me if I might be interested in volunteering at the food pantry, and of course I said yes, and I've been doing that for several years now. I believe one of the best parts about our ministry is watching the lady volunteers interact with the uh, families that come through the food pantry and, and to share the gospel with them and uh, just get to know each other, them get to know us, and we get to know them and the families. The last food pantry, Barbara Plummer was praying with two ladies, and she was able to share the gospel to them, uh, with them, and they accepted Christ then, and uh, I happened to be walking by and I heard Barbara and you know knew immediately and I seen where she was presenting the gospel to them to accept Christ. And uh, so I put my arm around her and then I kind of waited for Bill to come over. So we all had prayer, you know, with them.
Man, wasn't that good? Let's just praise God. I mean, that's those are the kind of things that God is doing in and th- in and through our church and uh, with missions. So we've got the uh, missions team leadership here uh, with Ronnie Ritter, Vivian Nicholson, and Brian Costello, and we've uh, we've partnered on a lot of different things over the over the last several months uh, in terms of uh, missions locally and globally. And, and each one of y'all has your hands on something specific uh, that we do. Uh, but at the same time, I just I love getting our hearts and our minds together because they're, they're just among these three brothers and sisters, there, there is a tremendous passion for for missions. Uh, Ronnie, I just I, I, I so respect you, man, just because you have you have really put your hands to the plow, as Jesus said, and, and haven't looked back. Uh, so tell me, how, how did God develop in you a real heart for missions? Well, actually, Pastor, it was back in the mid-80s. I had a chance to go to Haiti. And uh, when I got down there, uh, that was way back before the communications. And so they expected a full revival. So I was not prepared. I was not prepared as a speaker or pastor. But, but I did it. And I saw a lot. God do a lot of things. So fast forward another. That's when it began to work. Fast forward another 15 years. I got a chance to go to South America with the church. And God just kept instilling within me that's this is something you need to do. This is something you need to do. So I've been able to lead and go with. I have the pleasure of, of leading dozens of teams all, all over the world, and it just thrills my heart to, to see people go. And, and, and part of my calling is to challenge and encourage others to go and see what God does in them and through them. So it's just, it, even at my age, and I'm not a youngster anymore, it just still, still thrills my heart to be able to do what I'm doing. So... Uh, I thank you for Crossgate Church for allowing me to be a part of this. Yeah, praise God, Ronnie. And again, I appreciate your leadership in so many different ways in that area. So, so Brian, I tell you, man, every time I turn around, you are jumping into something missions related to Crossgate, whether it's local, global, you name it. So how, how did God develop in you a heart for missions? I think it probably started when I was in a youth group growing up. Uh, our church sent youth on mission every year, and we did service projects throughout the year. I think it just had a uh, encouraged a, a servant's heart, you know. And um, and then my first uh, overseas mission was on the Amazon, and just get to see God work in a completely different way. But it's uh, a humbling experience, and. Uh, makes you realize where you're being selfish in your own life. And uh, a lot of times I would say, I can't do that, you know, or that's not for me, or not right now. But I found that just being obedient to God, uh, he, uh, he uses that to do great work. And that's the most amazing experience you can have. Is You, I think it's easy to make the assumption, oh, the reason why Brian goes and does all this stuff, because he's fired up about missions. But... Having observed you, I realize it's actually that you're fired up on missions because you have gone and done all that stuff, right? I mean, the, the more you put yourself in those situations, the more God just fills you with His Spirit and, and gives you a, a greater desire, right? So it's, it's the experience that I think is really God's using that in your life. I love it. I love it. So Vivian, one of the things I think about when I think about your heart for missions is, is your love for what the Bible calls the least of these people who, who large portions of our society and our culture have just completely forgotten. So tell me about how God has developed a heart for our homeless and needy community, especially through feeding the homeless ministry we do. 
So while foreign missions and other missions are so important, and I very much, you know, have a heart for that, but I think that we locally here in Hot Springs have to take care of the people in our community. And feeding the homeless, um, we do that on the 5th, uh, Saturdays uh, when there's a fifth Saturday which is about four times a year our next time is September 30th if you're interested in um, you know joining us um, I just think it's important because I believe everybody deserves a meal everybody de deserves to get to eat something and um, whatever whatever place in their life that they're in appreciate your setting the pace for the rest of us in that area so, Ronnie, obviously your middle name is becoming Amazon, Ronnie Amazon Ritter. Uh, you've led, I'm just joking, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you've led, what, four or five, you've led a number of, of our team trips as the team leader. So tell me, what, what does the Amazon trip mean to you personally? You know, it's, it's almost different every year. Uh, this year, uh, I was telling some others, I was the most unprepared, I felt, uh, I've got an elderly father. I've had to spend a lot of time over there, and I just felt unprepared. But I finally said, Lord, I've done all I can do. I, I don't feel prepared, but I just give this all to you. And we saw God do some amazing things, and Brian can attest to that. So uh, it's different every time. Uh, you've got to go. You come back, and you, you just, people ask about it, and you say, oh, yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. And that's kind of the end of the conversation. But you really need to go. You got to put your hands and feet on the ground to really experience it. It's it's life changing. I've had the privilege, as I said earlier, of leading a lot of people on trips all across the world, and I've never had anybody come back and tell me, "I wish I didn't go." Never, or I can't afford it. The money's there. God's got the money there. That's a challenge for a lot of people. It seems like, well, how much does it cost? And uh, if you want to go, God will provide the way. So. Uh, we're going to try to fill the boat this next summer in June. Uh, we need 25 people. So the first 25, uh, if you're number 26, you might not can go. So we, we need at least 25 people to fill the boat. Typically, we've been have to go with another group, which presents some challenges sometimes. So we want to fill the boat this next summer. You're saying operators are standing by, right? They're, they're ready. They're ready. Okay. Hey, speaking of which, uh, after, because I know God is going to be moving in several hearts out there uh, to take your next step with missions, whatever it may be. Uh, Ronnie and Vivian and Brian are all going to be in our next steps area immediately after this service to meet with any of you who have questions or if you just want to put your name on the dotted line and say, I'm in, right? They're, they're ready to talk to you in next steps. So take advantage of that as you have these, these brothers and sisters there for that. So Brian, man, I'll tell you what, when it comes to disaster relief, you know, we kicked this thing off in January, and we were, we were both blown away by the number of people that showed up to that first interest meeting. But you have just risen to the top, man, and you have taken that disaster relief football and run 99 yards with it and spiked it in the end zone. So tell me about your heart for disaster relief in particular. Well, um, disaster relief is uh, it's meeting people and in their, in their needs. These are physical needs they have. Uh, they're in a hopeless situation sometimes. Um, we come in and show the love of God and give, meet the physical needs and encourage them and, and ultimately is to share the gospel and reach unbelievers. Uh, we talked about the, the tornadoes in Little Rock. We were there the next day and, and just people were happy to pray and cry with you. We're, we're there doing chainsaw work and tarp and roofs, but um, it's the, uh, the emotional toll is huge. So it's a... Uh, 
broad spectrum of services we offer through that uh, disaster relief. Um, we're a chainsaw team, but we're uh, reaching people's hearts and souls. And you know, we just need volunteers. Uh, we have a good group so far, uh, but the more the barrier, the uh, bigger pool to pull from. Uh, there's no, there's a job for everybody. Uh, we have retirees, we have teenagers, we have uh, everything in between. Uh, bringing waters to people, talking about God, walking door to door and sharing the gospel, there's always a job for you. So we need the fat volunteers, they say. Faithful, available, and trainable. So, Amen. Hey, one thing that, the, that Randy from the state told us at the uh, state convention, when he saw the, the, just the, the multi-generational aspect of our team, he said, man, a lot of these disaster relief teams at churches, it's all retirees. But honestly, we've got a very broad spectrum, right? I mean, it's not just for people who are a little older, maybe have a little more discretionary time, but it, we, like you say, we've put teenagers on the team and the rest. So it's, it's been a great multi-generational effort for sure. Appreciate you pointing that out. So Vivian, one of the things that, that you have uh, poured yourself into the last few years is the hope movement. Not something that we have officially you know, incorporated into our missional endeavors at Crossgate, but something that's near and dear to your heart. Tell me a little bit about the hope movement. Yes, the Hope Movement, we've been, um, I, along with some other Crossgate women, have been going to the Hope Movement. It's a transitional home. It's actually a home located right behind St. Vincent Hospital. And you, if you pulled up to it, you would just think it was another house, but it has eight bedrooms and eight baths. And women that are coming out of a life of addiction um, uh, go there to um, learn about the Lord and to get their lives right with the Lord and to learn how to live life without the addiction. And um, so the women that have gone with me, uh, we do cooking classes with them, and we just mentor them and love on them. And uh, that's what we're looking for is other Christian godly women that will just be a friend to these girls because they don't um, have anyone. Uh, many times their families are not where they can uh, lean on them, but just be a friend to these girls. Um, I say girls, young women, um, and um, learn how to, you know, live for Jesus. Uh, they, while they're there, they're there about nine months. They um, get a job. They go to church. They do community service. They get a savings account. They buy a car. They go to classes, anger management, faith and finance, and then, you know, just a ton of things they do. And then they graduate from there and they have to, you know, find a way on their own. And so having a mentor, a woman mentor is so important. And so if it's something you're interested, I want to talk about it. I'd be glad to talk with you. Yeah, praise God. Thank you so much, Vivian. And friends, I tell you, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate each one of you selfless, uh, others-centered. Uh, you're the kind of people that I want to become, and, uh, and I'm so grateful for you. Love you guys, and let them know how much you appreciate the mission's leadership. Thank you so much. So, as you know, one of the questions that we tend to ask uh, folks at Crossgate is, what's your next step? Uh, Pastor Rob has already asked that this morning in our welcome time, and I tend to ask that two or three times every Sunday because we all believe at Crossgate Church that everybody has a next step to take with Jesus Christ, and every one of us here has a next step to take when it comes to missions, whether it's to their, our neighbors or the nations locally or globally, but also as a church. What, what, are our, what are our next steps as a church? Well, let me take just a few moments to share with you a couple things we have coming up. Uh, just this upcoming Wednesday, we have a small team departing uh, to Vanuatu, the little Pacific Island nation uh, where Clint and Crystal Rickett and their, and their son Ryan minister as missionaries from Crossgate Church. We're sending a team over there to encourage them, 
to participate in some construction needs as well as assess needs for future potential trips, God willing, uh, to, and, and to basically just reconnect and, and connect anew and afresh with the Ricketts uh, who, who have been there for a couple years now. We're so grateful for Clint and Crystal and Ryan and our partnership with them. And so we're going to have a time to pray for our Vanuatu team in just a few moments. But certainly that's the thing that's the closest on the radar. Next month, uh, I will actually be going to the uh, African nation of Uganda uh, to partner in training pastors, uh, local national pastors, and other church leaders uh, in connection with a, a ministry called uh, the Village of Hope. And uh, Village of Hope is basically a ministry to children who have been displaced through the wars and other things and uh, so, uh, social cultural upheaval in Uganda. They have two schools in Uganda, one for middle school and one for uh, high school uh, children. And uh, it's a gospel-centered Christian-type school. And uh, the, the local churches and pastors are partnering and pouring into that. And uh, earlier this year, I was invited to go with a, with a small team of pastors from different churches uh, to go and to train those pastors and to train those other leaders. Uh, so I'll be telling you more about that in the coming days, but that's certainly a step uh, that we are taking. Disaster relief, as many of you know, hurricane season is right around the corner. And again, we could have a hurricane hit down in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, uh, South Carolina, you name it, and, and our team is ready. Obviously, a hurricane trip is not something you can plan out in advance, other than to know that hurricane season is coming. But we have our fully stocked trailer, our members are trained and ready to go. I had a very short notice to be deployed down to the Gulf Coast in the event that we have a hurricane. Uh, you, it's not too late for you to become a part of the team to be ready for something like that. You go to the training that's coming up in a couple weeks uh, over in uh, Bryant. It'll be at the um, one of the one of the Baptist churches in Bryant. Uh, it takes uh, the, about a half of a Saturday to attend the training, and then you're trained and ready to go and, and to deploy with the team. Certainly, something else. Uh, coming up. I would also point out that we always want to be telling our story well and, and, and letting our congregation know more than just a Sunday like this. So in the coming months, you're going to see one of the walls in the mall area dedicated to our missionary endeavors, particularly overseas, a global picture uh, letting you know where our teams are at, as well as a, a, a QR code or something where you can quickly find out more about uh, those missionaries and what they are about. In addition, we're sprucing up our, uh, our missions page on our church website, so you'll be able to check that out in the coming days as well. Again, telling the story of those who are on the front lines doing missions uh, from Crossgate Church. I would also point out that next spring, we are going to put on another event similar to the one-day event we partnered with uh, last October, a year ago, uh, where we sent teams out all across Hot Springs and Garland County to do all kinds of uh, practical missionary work. But what we're going to do is we're going to do that next April in-house, all by ourselves in a sense, but we're going to do it 10 times better than we did it last year. Uh, block parties, uh, yard work, missional teams, among other things, just meeting very practical needs and sharing the gospel with people as we go. Uh, you, you stand by for more information about that because we're, that's going to be a church effort. All hands on deck as we love our community well in Jesus' name. And then, of course, again, we have our Amazon trip coming up next summer. Uh, Ronnie already has the dates for that. You can find out more by talking to him in our next steps area. I can't wait to go. My schedule uh, did not allow me to go this year, so I'm very excited to partner with that team once again next year. And, and by the way, listen, the Amazon trip is probably one of the easiest first missions trips ever. So if you've never been on an overseas mission trip, this is the easy one for you to go on. It is awesome. It is, as they say, shovel ready in a sense. 
and these are fantastic opportunities. So you come and talk to Ronnie more about that in, uh, in next steps. But at this point in time, I'm going to ask our Vanuatu team to join me on the stage. This is Brian Oswalt, Brian Costello, and, uh, and um, Rick and Janice Kessler. So y'all come on down. And we're going to have a special time of prayer for these folks. Uh, they, they bring some special talents and skills that are very much needed uh, by the Ricketts and by their uh, emerging ministry there on Vanuatu. And uh, this is going to be great because not only are they going to provide some direct ministry over the next couple of uh, weeks, but they're going to be doing some assessment of what it would look like for us to send teams next year. Okay, Again, just because of the location and some of the challenges of getting there, this is not something like the Amazon where we would be taking 20 or 30 people, right? This would be a, a small team, but for those with, with special, unique skills and so forth that can, that can meet those specific needs, uh, that's the kind of team that we'll be looking at. And, of course, to do that assessment this year is going to set us up for that continued relationship of support with the Ricketts and, and the very vital and powerful ministry that they're having over in Vanuatu. We also, of course, have our prayer partners here with us, uh, a life group, and just to gather around and pray. And I'm going to pass this microphone off to one of our chief prayer warriors, Nancy Garrett. Nancy, why don't you lead us in prayer, and let's just ask God's blessings on our team. Father God, thank you so much for this day. God, that we are so thankful that you alone are sovereign, that you're holy, you're just, you're gracious, and you're merciful. Father, your faithfulness is what gives us that hope of knowing that you are going to care for this team as they are traveling to Vanuatu. Father, that the challenges that have come up to this point, that you are sovereign over those. God, that there is nothing that is going to occur from this point on that is going to catch you by surprise. And so I pray for the peace upon this team. I pray that for the passion that you have put in their heart to go down and see Crystal and Clint and Ryan and the people at Vanuatu, God, that that passion is going to spur them to be able to depend upon you for each step that you have for them day by day. Father, that you're preparing the hearts of the people, that I know it's going to be an amazing time for um, Clint and Crystal to, to be able to, to see the faces of those that, um, that love them and they have relationships with and just being able to be ministered to. But God, just that whatever you have for them this, this coming up, trip, God, of being able to spur on what we as a church can further do for them. God, that we would be obedient, just like the four of them are going now, God, to be able to, to know how we can further your kingdom in telling others about your son who died on the cross for them, and that your son loves them beyond measure. God, that if there's anyone that they encounter during this trip that does not know you as their personal Savior, that they would surrender that, that they would be able to understand your truth and your gospel God, of where your hope and that peace and that faithfulness, grace, and mercy come from. So, Father, I just pray for safety on their travels. God, I pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding that only comes from you on this trip. And, God, that they would be able to um, just be able to report back to us how it is that we can um, love on the Ricketts and the people at Vanuatu. God, we love you and ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, friends, I just want to ask you this question. What's your next step? Lots of steps to take. Uh, we do believe that everybody, whether you've been a Christian for 30 years, or you're a brand new Christian, uh, or you're not even saved at all, everybody has a next step to take with Jesus. Uh, specifically, if you're not a Christian, you've never been saved, you've never gotten your salvation settled, you don't know for certain that Jesus uh, is your Lord and Savior, you never had your sins forgiven, you don't know for certain if you died today, you'd be in heaven. Uh, your first and most important step is to trust Jesus Christ. 
I want to encourage you. You come and see me personally in our Next Steps area after the service, and let me share with you more about what it means to trust Jesus and to be saved, to know that you have a home in heaven. But for so many of us here, the, the, the burning question right now ought to be, what's, what's my next step when it comes to missions at Crossgate? What's my next step? As small or as big as it could be, God is speaking. God is speaking to you. God is encouraging and challenging you. The Holy Spirit is right there uh, giving you a word and saying, this is your next step. You come and talk to us in our next steps area. Talk to Brian. Talk to Ronnie. Talk to Vivian. And find out how you can better become invested in what God is doing here at Crossgate Church through our missionary endeavors. I'm going to say a word of prayer for us, and then I'm going to turn it over to our worship team to close us out, once again, making much of the name of Jesus. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing in and through our church. I love what you're doing in and through our church. And I pray, God, that you would stir the hearts of your people to become that much more invested in the Great Commission. At the end of the day, what really matters more than making more and better disciples and honoring you in obedience to what you've called us to do? Jesus your final words become our first work. May it always be our first work to follow you in obedience, Jesus, and make, making more disciples for you and making better disciples. Thank you, Lord God, for our Vanuatu team and others that will be going in the days ahead. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We invite you to join us in person at our campus located at 3100 East Grand Avenue in Hot Springs, Arkansas. If we can pray for you, send us an email at prayer at crossgate.org. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast.